one of the most fun things you get to deal with as a parent are all the toileting issues you get to tackle. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Did you say that was one of the most fun things? Yes, yes. You heard a little sarcasm there. Yeah. Diapers and later the potty can cause a wide range of issues that can quickly become deeply frustrating. Today on the podcast, we'll talk about the fun times you get to have when your baby decides they no longer want their diaper changed. Yeah, doesn't that sound like a blast to everybody? Uh, Plus, you can take a pause on the potty training when you think your toddler just isn't ready. And we are often asked, is it best to just steer the course or do we take that little break? And we're going to talk about that very thing today. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Laura. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. And remember, the best decisions are the ones you make. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hey guys, it is Amanda from Alabama and I have a 10-month-old little boy and we are getting into the stage where we love to um, refuse diaper changes He's always on the go and he's always moving. He's doing the alligator death roll. Um, And especially, you know, we have to change the diaper. um, And he's also doing that with the car seat. And I was wondering if y'all had any advice for dealing with that. I know it's so frustrating and, you know, I'm trying really hard to be patient um, and not lose my cool. Um, But you know, he's at that age where all he wants to do is move and crawl and he's getting ready to walk. Um, and I know that this is completely normal, but how do you navigate this stage? Um, I love the podcast. I've been listening to it since I was pregnant and I just love y'all. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Yeehaw! Rodeo time! Rodeo time! Or, or at least an Olympic sport, right? right? I mean, it can... Be- Sweating bullets, sweating mm-hmm. bullets. Yeah. I could be exhausted after changing. And yes, Amanda, it is so normal and frustrating. Normal things can be <laughs> frustrating. Welcome to motherhood. Oh, we all get God. frustrated at these things. And yes, like it is unbelievable how they can twist their bodies. I love how you described it as the alligator, alligator roll. <laughs> yes. And look, I remember in chemistry class, I used to have this teacher, and she would come behind us as we were taking a test. She'd just say, Fast and accurate, fast and accurate. And so like you learned to kind of think that, and that came back to me when I was changing my kids' diapers in this very situation. You have movement kids. It is just fast and as accurate as can be expected. Accurate's really kind of relative at this point. At this point. You know, there might be some poo left behind. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. So fast and accurate is that. And I'll say, you know, I usually would keep a toy or two 
that they didn't see all the time so that I could hand that to them and it would give them something to distract them for like two seconds. Um, Something that vibrates. So like even a uh, rattle or something that kind of vibrates and has movements or lights on it helps so much. But you know what the biggest distraction actually is? What? It's a mirror. Mm, So if they can see themselves... That is big. And the other thing we used to do sometime, well, we're from the South. So uh, peekaboo is called pea pie over here. <laughs> pea pie, pea pie. So we take those little shorts I just pulled off you because it's summer. And I'll just kind of throw that just a little bit over their face. And then, yeah, start getting busy. And then pull it down and go, oh, pea pie. And then throw it back over and do the rest of whatever you can do as fast and accurate as you can do it and then get them down. But you are right. It is not forever. Do your best. Accurate is relative. And you, my dear, are not alone. And you mentioned that you're also having a hard time getting that 10-month-old into those car seats. And it is, again, like wrangling an alligator for Mm -hmm. sure. And so distraction and quick and firm works there as well. Okay, so Laura and I have been discussing a pronunciation that has something to do with what we want to talk to you about today. And we determined that there may be two ways to pronunciate Alzheimer's. Or Alzheimer's. And there may be more than two. Right. So we don't know if it's a Southern thing or just a colloquial thing, but I pronounce it Alzheimer's. I pronounce it Alzheimer's. Either way. What we want to do is work together so that we can raise some awareness about the walk to end Alzheimer's. Is there more to it than just walking? The Alzheimer's Association invites you to join our movement towards a brighter future for all those affected. With events in more than 600 communities nationwide, the Walk to End Alzheimer's is the world's largest event to raise awareness and funds for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. So we walk for the 150,000 people in Georgia living with the disease and the nearly 350,000 friends and family members taking care of their loved ones every day. We see you, we're walking for you, and we are closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's. But to get there, we need you no matter how you pronounce it. If you live here in Georgia, where we live, the Walk to End Alzheimer's is in 20 cities around the state this fall. And if you're not in Georgia, there are events in your community too. To register and get involved with a walk near you, head to alz.org slash walk today. And we're walking in Atlanta on November 4th at the Battery at Truist Park. And we would love to have you join us. Join the walk to end Alzheimer's and help us make a brighter future for all those affected by this condition. Make a difference today. Again, at alz.org backslash walk. One of the most fun projects that you and I have been able to work on the last year was <gasps> the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow mattress what? in conjunction with Colgate because they sat us down and said, 
tell us everything you want. We're like, really? Everything? Because it seems like maybe some things might be cost prohibitive. <laughs> some things might be impossible. I don't know. Right. But they get, they did. Their factory is here in Atlanta. Yes. So it was so much fun to be able to go and watch and see what they were doing and have been doing forever. It's family owned. It so family. we got to meet everybody. It we was, met grandpa. We met grandpa <laughs> up on the ladder at the top of those rafters, right? And But they brought in those big things of material mm-hmm. so that we could choose which one we wanted for the cover of our mattress. Yes. Ours. It was so much fun. And we know and, you're going to put sheets on it, but under the sheets, it's very pretty as well. So and important. yes, and soft. But you know, of course it's us. So Safety was absolutely paramount. And there were a few things that we wanted. We wanted it to be breathable. It had to be flame retardant, but not have chemicals on it. We wanted it to be eco-friendly. We came up with everything we could think of it. And they said just, yes, 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 (laughs) yes. And the one thing that we were so excited, because, you know, so many of us, we have more kids and we have kids, our kids grow from babies to toddlers. And who wants to go buy another mattress for our toddlers. So we actually created dual firmness so that it's nice and firm for those little sweet newborns, but we can flip it over so it's a little more comfortable for that toddler. And so much of our furniture does that. Like even, you know, when our kids were growing up, we had furniture that would go from a crib to a toddler bed. So it's just perfect to grow up with so many of the furnishings and so we can keep costs down. And it just shouldn't cost you to keep your baby safe. And I think that was one of the things we were so excited about was that we got all the things we asked for. Plus, it is absolutely affordable. And so we're so excited about it. We want you guys to go take a look, see what you think at momsoncall.com. Go check out the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow mattress together in conjunction with Colgate. Thanks, guys. Hi, my name is Liz, and I'm calling from Northern California. My son is two and a half years old, and we have been getting used to the potty for quite a few months now. I want to say maybe even when he turned two, he's been sitting on it. He goes potty, not number two yet. Um, here and there, he goes. But anytime I try to start the actual potty by design schedule, you know, first thing in the morning, and um, getting him to go regularly, he just fights. And I don't know what to do because I don't want him to be traumatized by the potty. I don't want it to be a bad experience, so I don't force it and I don't make him go. Um, like this morning, we tried to go first thing in the morning, and he was just crying and screaming and said no potty. So I kind of just said, okay. Well, I guess we're not going to do this today. Um, he also, he's not quite ready as far as he doesn't tell me when he needs to go. Um, maybe every once in a while he'll say, go potty. But um, should I push a schedule or a no pants party? Or should I wait? Because it's just a sign that he's not ready. Or did I screw up by pushing the potty too early and now, I don't know, upset by it. 
uh, anything will be helpful. Thank you. Oh yeah. This whole potty. So in potty by design, their design dictates some of how they respond to what we're putting in place for them. But the other thing that does that is whether or not they're ready. And so I've got great news. Yes, we can abandon it. Yes, your parenting intuitions were right on target when you said, I guess we're not doing this today. Nope, we're not ready. We're not there yet. So if they can't kind of tell you before they have to go, if we're not having that interest even at this age, um, and some kids take a bit longer, totally fine. So we're not ready. That's going to dictate this process. So it's much less uh, stressful for you. And so when it feels like that, we're never forcing. That's not our job. Some kids have to decide that they're ready. So I am just going to predict that this kid is a little bit of an engineer. And oftentimes engineers want to decide on their own. So one of the things we can do in preparation is, yeah, drop the schedule for now. We're too early to put that schedule in place. But at night before bed, we talk about tender time. And we talk about going over the household rules. And then we talk about something they did great and something we're working on. So the thing that we're working on is being ready for a potty schedule. And the words I want you to use are, you know, uh, we tried potty a couple of times, weren't up for it yet, but I know that you'll be ready when you're ready. And you can tell me, I believe in you. And so this helps to put the ball in their court. So they're not being forced to do it, but they get this great positive reinforcement about how they can decide to do it. And so at some point they will start to say, oh, I'm ready to go on the potty. We can also use some triangulation in this way. Right. And I think that, you know, sometimes that's just not until they're three, three and a half years old. And so... I think what we need to do is kind of wipe the slate clean. No pun intended. <laughs> the slate. <laughs> the slate. Wipe the slate clean. And let's just kind of take a few steps back and then start to watch for the signs that they're actually ready. That doesn't mean that we can't have the potty chair out. Doesn't mean that he can't get on the potty before he gets in the bathtub and go potty. But that's not signs of him being ready to kind of dive all in, right? We want to start putting it on their radar, whether it's in tender time or triangulation where you're telling grandma, oh my gosh, he is going to be so great at going on the potty when he's ready and I just can't wait. Very, very nonchalant. He just hears it in the background. And four months from now, He's going to say, hey, mom, I really want to wear those Batman underwear because I'm ready to go on the potty. And the great thing is these things really work if we give them enough time. And the thing we want to avoid, which you were, again, so great at pointing out, is that we don't want it to A, be a battle, and B, we don't want to talk about potty all day long because we're nervous it's never going to happen. So we're bringing it up every five minutes. So we just want to, when when Laura was saying, wipe the slate clean, um, we just want to minimize the even the amount of time that we're bringing that word into the atmosphere of our homes. We want to keep it. Maybe a triangulation with grandma. He's going to be great at this when he's ready. And right before bed, when we talk about something that we're working on together. And that way, when we do that, when we say, here's what I believe you're capable of doing, it puts us, instead of 
us against the behavior. It puts us on their side and it's us overcoming that behavior. So it's not me against you. It's us learning how to manage that behavior that you are fully capable of doing. And that's really the message that we want to send. So I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're familiar with that resource. Make sure that you have that um, parts of the design that your child is in mind when you navigate this resource, when your child is ready. And it might be in four months. It might be in five months. Nobody gets to dictate that for you. And I remember Laura and I have been friends for a long, long time, much, much longer time than we even look like. It's yeah. Look like we could possible. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when we were young, young moms <laughs> potty training and she would go, I just didn't potty train mine. Nope. That's still I figured out. I just, she has five potty trained children. Let me tell you, they're all successful now. <laughs> But I would just be like, what? And uh, mine were different. Mine took a little bit more scheduling. I had two movement kids and a social kid, and it took a little bit more of that definite schedule. And mine were more rule follower engineers, right? And she was absolutely right because she knew her kids and she knew that they were going to get it. And they did. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.